0: The TNT shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. You're with Natalie Cheel and Rick Munn on today's News Talk Radio
1: TNT. Yes, it's Friday the 1st of December 2023. Wow, where has the year gone? We're motoring our way towards year end and then into hopefully, fingers crossed, 2024. What will it hold in store for us? Who knows? Listen, we can spend all our lives worrying about the future, even thinking about next week. And whilst it's good to make plans in advance, no doubt about it, you can only live one day at a time. You've only got today, tomorrow is not certain. So we've got to make the best of it. And not even a day, we've only got 55 minutes together, Jim and Natalie and I on the show here this morning. So we're intending to make the very, very best of it too. So whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're doing and whatever you're doing, we hope it's nice. Welcome back to Open Line on TNT Radio. Please stay tuned for the duration. And of course, it is Open Line. The lines will be open at around about 20 past, so you can feel free to give us a shout. Uh, uh, on the phone or, of course, leave us a message in the live chat should you feel so led to do so. So plenty to talk about this morning. Uh, The Grim Reaper, let's talk about the Grim Reaper. He has been extremely busy over the last few days. Yesterday in particular, he claimed uh, Alistair Darling, uh, Shane McGowan and Jimmy Corkhill from Brookside I can't believe Jimmy corkill's dead uh, if you're from the UK I' a, a child of the 70s and 80s you'll probably remember Brookside it was a little soap opera that we uh, used to play here based in Liverpool based in Liverpool Liverpool yes based terrible uh Scouse accent by the way but Jimmy Corkill was an absolute Legend he's dead as well and mention has been made over the last few days of Henry Kissinger. Uh, that old dog has died as well Uh, some people are out singing his praises tony blair is singing his praises. uh various u.s presidents are singing his praises so you know when he's being endorsed By those people, he is nothing short of a demon from the pits of hell. Unless you uh, maybe are in the dark as to who this guy was or what he did, let me just give you an overview because it's a good benchmark or barometer to see what people are actually supporting if they give plaudits to Henry Kissinger. So, Kissinger was one of the world's most notorious war criminals. He's finally dead. Let's look and remember some of the things that he did. Uh, He orchestrated a military coup in Chile, uh, installing the violently oppressive uh, Pinochet dictatorship tens of thousands of people were forcefully disappeared executed and their children stolen and given away under false identities he gave the green light to the argentinian dictatorship's murderous crackdown which saw thousands kidnapped tortured and killed Uh, he told general suharto it's important that whatever you do you do it quickly right before the indonesian army murdered at least a quarter of a million timorese during the illegal indian indonesian occupation he sabotaged vietnamese peace talks for his own political gain he expanded the war into laos and cambodia advocating for the bombing of anything that moves and it's estimated around about two million vietnamese were killed he carpet bombed cambodia indiscriminately uh, hitting civilian populated areas and thousands of cambodians official numbers cannot be verified kissinger also claimed they were unpopulated areas and his famous quote was, the illegal we can do immediately. The unconstitutional takes a little bit longer. So that is the man that people are saying was a great guy. They learned a lot from him, Tony Blair, et etc. Et Anyone that is uh, applauding this man or lamenting the passing of this man, you need to have a close look at who those people are and possibly what they represent. So Kissinger was an absolute war criminal. And... You know, I don't know what his faith was, whether he believed in heaven or hell. But I'll tell you one thing. He's going to know uh, where he stands as per right now. Maybe he's just floating around in the ether, uh, depending on what you believe in. Uh, But either way, he's gone. Ding dong. The witch is dead. Wizard of Oz and all that jazz. So Kissinger is gone. We have to be looking at people like Soros next and the Klaus Schwab's of this world. How they're still clinging on to life is beyond me. But they're going to pop their clogs soon enough as well. And I don't celebrate anyone's death. Uh, I don't believe in uh, cheering and jumping around when someone dies, but I also don't believe in giving plaudits and giving applause to people that were uh, rancid individuals during the course of their life. So I shall not be uh, bopping, popping a cork for the passing of Kissinger, neither will I be singing his praises. So you need to understand who these people are before you get on board with the uh, the obituary and the, and the virtue signaling that comes along with the passing of certain people. And of course, Shane McGowan, honorary shout out to him he was an irish man and of course responsible for one of the best christmas songs if not the best christmas song ever written furry tale of new york and of course Kirsty mccall she's dead as well both of them are now dead so every time you listen to that song now you know you're thinking flipping they're both dead but anyway on that happy note <laughs> Happy Friday! Happy Friday! We're going to be right back with Jim and Natalie, so please don't go away. The facts,
0: no spin or agenda. Enough with the lies; we need the facts. This is today's News Talk Radio,
1: TNT. Hells Bells. A Grim Reaper special for this morning. I think not. I, Of course, listen, I'm trying to inject a little bit of humor into what's otherwise a very uh, depressing uh, series of deaths and uh, people's lives. Uh, But we'll have a story this morning. Natli, Gemma, welcome uh, to uh, TNT Tars. You've just beamed in virtually as half I. Got a lot to cover here this morning uh this story here you have for us gemma uh did bring a wry smile to my face i'm not gonna lie uh what to do because we've covered what to do when we get nuclear bomb here in tnt in the past but now we're talking about fallout uh, from radiation the government is issuing us with some directives on how to keep uh, ourselves alive and uh kicking uh whenever the the worst happens if it should happen so uh what's this one about today
2: Well, Rick, much like your good self, I thought it's Friday, so we'll we'll keep things really nice and cheery, won't we? You you bring in the Green Reaper and I'll bring in what to do in the event of an an emergency radiation leak. So, you know, (laughs) let's keep the theme of today's show going, shall we, and cheer everybody up. But um, yeah, UK Health Chiefs, exactly the UK Health Security Agency, have um, issued guidance right across the UK and lots of uh, mainstream outlets have picked this up, unsurprisingly, uh, what to do in a radiation emergency. Now, they're not mentioned. Uh, nuclear weapons. But it does seem uh, quite odd. The timing has come as, you know, escalating uh, tensions between the West and Russia once again uh, and the demonization of of Putin and all all his ilk. Um, Interestingly, last year, I didn't know this, that Russian TV did a huge kind of expose of how long it would take to to demolish the UK and France and Germany with their arsenal of nuclear weapons and showed a map Mm -hmm. of how they would do it, which I thought was quite uh, striking. Um, But basically, they're talking about this guidance it applies to um, uh, nuclear power plant, plant leaks um, and also if people are transporting radioactive material around the UK and, and if something happens with that. Um, but it's interesting the advice, the language that's used, uh, especially after the last three and a half years. You remember uh, stay at home, protect the NHS, save lives, you know, all that kind of thing. So the advice here is go in, stay in, tune in. You know, they're three line mantras. They really like that. And that's been proven in hypnosis and neuro linguistic programming to have a very direct effect on, on the brain. It's like the command center of the brain. You think, oh, okay, I'll do what I'm told. Um, So yeah, get indoors and stay indoors. And you'll have to stay indoors for a considerable amount of time in the event of a radiation emergency. Staying indoors, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Lockdown, lockdown. Um, And if you're outside and this emergency happens, uh, you have to take all your clothes off, strip off to reduce the risk of contamination. Um, Interestingly, the UK Health Security Agency that's issuing this guidance of what to do in an emergency, um, the boss of that, she gave evidence at the COVID inquiry this week Uh, And she's the one that said, actually, masks are completely ineffective. She said it on the record at the inquiry. She was the one that three years ago was telling us to put masks on. She said there was no point, completely ineffective, no evidence for it. It was just more of a kind of like safety, safeguarding mechanism. So I think we could possibly take this advice with a hefty, dose of salt because uh in the event of a real radiation emergency we all know what that means that's a three minute warning and a bomb going off there isn't anything you can do to protect yourself against that you know you're gone so and personally myself if we do have one of these things i prefer to be right at the center when the bomb hits because i don't want to stick around in in a Mm. post-nuclear apocalyptic world no way no way
1: what about you, Nat? Will you be uh, following government OXA guidance, oh. uh, scrambling indoors, uh, staying in, tuning in and going in? Or what will you be doing? Or will you be uh, oh. stripping down to the underpants and running up and down uh, the highways and byways, terrorising the locals? Oh.
3: This this article this morning I saw it and I just couldn't stop laughing. Um, like I'm, I obviously shows that I'm like my brain works differently. I've never fitted in, but the the, the, the fear mongering, the fear porn, it doesn't work on me. I just look at this article and it was the the next bit down saying you need to take your clothes off. I'm thinking, what? This
2: is this is crazy. I mean, I
3: know they want us kept in a perpetual sense of fear, but seriously, like you know, there was a film called. Uh, recently, don't look up. I think it was, and it was with Leonardo DiCaprio, and it was about an asteroid. Um, and everybody was given twelve hours. You know, if if that was me, and 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 whether it's radiation or anything else, I am having the biggest party, and maybe I will take my clothes off. Maybe we'll be playing strip poker or some mad, crazy game, and uh, getting all off our faces on drinking drugs. But I certainly am not gonna worry, okay? If I've got that long to go, and these articles, uh, yeah. They they just make me laugh. They don't put any fear in me. In fact, it makes me think that they're more scared of us Mm. and they have to keep putting these articles out because they are scared of people power and uh, they want people stuck in their houses, like Gemma said.
1: Yeah, is this yeah. not, though, I mean, like, this is not, this is not describe most town centers and city centers on a Friday and a Saturday night, you see people running around in their underwear anyway. Does that mean that uh, there's been a radiation leak? Or is it just people are a little bit too hot <laughs> under the collar or just under the influence of drinking drugs? I don't know. And this business about getting indoors as well. Yeah, it, it does make sense that, you know, bricks and mortar should shield you more from uh, radiation than, for example, running around in the street, especially when they've advocated that you actually remove a layer of clothes, which exposes your skin even further to said uh, substances. But, Jam, I'm with you on this one. Uh, I live or where I used to live. uh, There was a huge, biggest British army base in the UK actually was based in the town that I used to live in. And I think it was like a nerve center for coordinating nuclear attacks. So it was high on the list of uh, target priorities should the Russians or anyone else decide to nuke the UK. We were getting nuked. My time was getting nuked. I would rather go up uh, in a puff of smoke or be reduced to a little pile of uh, ash immediately, rather than living in a post-apocalyptic zombie <laughs> wasteland. Uh, is it? Would it be like that where you live? Uh, I know you live in a nice place uh, in the West Country, but uh, do you reckon you would see your first year of zombies shuffling around in your neck of the woods?
2: I think I sometimes already do see my fair share of zombies shuffling around in my neck of the woods. Yeah, there's a quite a fair few people that still are labor under the misapprehension that, you know, three years has not passed since the scandemic. Um, but yeah, I live in a, a, a similar place where I live near a port and um, that would be that would be one of the first things to be targeted. And yeah, I mean, I don't think this is ever going to happen. I don't think nuclear war uh, will ever happen. I think it's all saber rattling and scaremongering. and there are, there are a few researchers that say the whole kind of nuclear story is is just that. it is actually a story and there aren't these massive stockpiles of nuclear weapons. John Hamer has done quite a lot of research on that. Um, I haven't looked into it, but it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility. they're just using it as another fear tactic as you quite rightly say, Natalie, oh there we could all destroy the planet we got loads of nuclear weapons. Have you really? Really, is that is that actually true or is it then. just another Let's kind see of... them,
1: let's see Uh-oh. them then, come on fire one, I dare you, we should maybe do that we should maybe try and goad them into proving come on, we don't believe you, TNT does not believe you have a nuke, so if you have one launch one our way, ASAP or we're not buying into your lies <laughs> of course I'm joking about that one, but yeah maybe we'll never know, or maybe we'll have it's like the Wizard of Oz, when the blanket gets pulled back of the curtain, it's a little man organising uh, you know, pulling strings and operating a machine, and I hope I hope uh you're right i hope there aren't any and i hope we don't ever find out but in this crazy old day and age in which we live in you can't really write anything off at the minute so it is a a cursory uh, warning i think uh, to be prepared. And, of course, a lot of this is common sense. Uh, I think you guys would agree it's common sense. If you know there's radiation leak, stay indoors. Uh, and if there's a nuclear bomb about to hit, you know, don't be wandering around in the streets. What was it the advice is? Find a, either the bath, I, a doorway, I, or in a ta- not, under a table. That's going to save your life. No, it's just run out. It's settings. not going to it won't make absolutely
3: any difference that's why these are these articles uh, are ridiculous i was going to say that if you did visit Reading, you might already think a nuclear bomb had uh, yeah. gone off if you've seen the state of the town center at the moment it really is that bad uh so yeah i i'm not a, a good uh you know advocate for the advertising board for reading uh but my son uh, used to be obsessed he's uh, he gets uh, he's quite severely autistic and he gets obsessed with certain facts at one point it was about nuclear bombs so he literally used to to give me a ratio of exactly from the bomb and how many minutes and how many miles and how, what injuries that you would be experiencing so I know very much about it so basically uh, all of this advice is absolutely rubbish so if you're anywhere near it's about an hour <clears throat> An hour from the nuclear bomb, you will be horrendously injured for the rest of your life and be tortured with a, with, you know, the worst possible death. So all of this taking your clothes off won't make absolutely any difference. And as my son always rightly points out, um, they that once one nuclear bomb goes off, the reason that ne- it would never happen is because they would instantly have to send one back. So it would be literally the destruction of the world. So when you read these articles, take them with a pinch of salt. They're an absolute load yeah. of rubbish and we're not going to listen to the
1: fearful. And a very Merry Christmas to you too, Natalie. <laughs> yeah. Very Merry Christmas to you too. You can tell she's popped her first advent calendar door this morning. She's in foul form. She's in foul form. But we'll just, we've got to pause there right now uh, and take a little break. And Natalie and I are going to continue. Gemma will be back in the next hour with more magic here on TNT Reader. So please don't go away. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back.
0: TNT Radio's Patrick Henningsen. There's a dark cloud which is gathering over Ukraine. This has been an absolute disaster. In the last month alone, as it reported previously, Ukraine's lost 13,000 troops in October. So what does that mean? Well, you can guess that recruitment is probably down. So right now, the government in Kiev, the Zelensky government's doing forced conscription. Morale is at an all-time low. Uh, we've also seen conscientious objectors uh, who are taking to social media like Telegram, who reported uh, that they were just finished a six-month prison sentence uh, after refusing to go to the front line some of the forced conscripts rebelled were imprisoned for six months did a six-month sentence and then the day before the release they were put into a van and then sent to the front line i kid you not patrick Henningsen on today's news talk tnt radio
1: when you can point me to an industry to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually 9 out of 10 Americans. That's real. That's substantive. That's important. And that reach and that touch point, and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To
0: find out more, go to tntradio.live. Our next steps to space. This time we go back to the moon to learn to live, to work, to invent, to create. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay,
1: we are back and uh, we are live. Coming at you live from our uh, nerve center. Let me call it a nerve center in uh, Australia, in the Gold Coast. And we actually have a live one on the line. We've got ourselves a caller. Dan is calling in at the moment from New South Wales. Dan, what's in your mind uh, today or this evening, uh, your time in New South Wales?
4: Uh, Rick, the nuclear weapons thing. uh, I have to call in on that. Um, I don't believe they're real. I think that makes a fake. Um, And there's a great documentary on YouTube and on some of the other, like Odyssey or Rumble. Uh, It's called nuclear, I think nuclear weapons are not real. Mm. And this guy goes, looks at all, it's really long. He goes through heaps and heaps of old footage from these nuclear tests and it's it's all fake. And you can tell Mm. like, it looks like a 50s, 1950s fake. And it's, when we look at it through modern eyes, you can tell the whole thing's fake. but also there was only like a kilo of um, plutonium in the Hiroshima bomb, see? And, you know, they, the people live there, they, they had a conference there last year. Um, even if they're real, nuclear weapons are not anything to be too worried about unless you're right underneath the big bang. But mm-hmm. uh, power, nuclear power stations, if there's a meltdown, they're very dangerous. And mm-hmm. there's a vastly, a much bigger amount of... Um, nuclear material, okay, and radiation that comes from a meltdown. So um, they're, they're, that's real. That's a real thing to worry about. But nuclear weapons, no, it's fake, Rick. And... and um
1: well, well, here's the thing, Dan. The nuclear power thing uh, you're saying, Israel, the nuclear weapons you're saying is fake. Let's let's assume they are. Let's assume they are fake or let's let's believe that they are fake, that they don't actually exist. There is the capability there uh, for people to unleash huge amounts of death and destruction on other people with the bombs that they currently have at the minute. So if you take somewhere like Iraq, for example, or what happened in Serbia or what's happening or what happened in Vietnam, the Vietnamese, for example, or if, if you were bombed tonight in New South Wales or I was bombed tonight in Belfast, uh, whether or not, they send over an old German World War II bomber, which they actually did, and bombed the town that I live in in Northern Ireland at the minute. Uh, the Germans actually managed to make it here in bombers. I think when the bombs actually hit, uh, whether they're nuclear, whether they're non-nuclear, uh, high explosive incendiary devices, etc you don't want to be on the receiving end of them. So yeah, I have heard a lot of people saying, you know, these things don't exist. And certainly I've never seen one uh, with my eyes. Some people think they are real. Some people think we should be concerned. I just think we need to be worried about warmongering uh, leaders and so-called politicians in this world that are only too happy to drop any type of explosive device or shoot any type of citizen uh, when they don't fall into line at the minute. So yeah, good for bringing that up, Dan. And yeah, it's another uh, side to the story. Some people are adamant that these things don't exist and some documentaries have been produced to debunk them other people of course believe that they are a very real threat so many thanks to you uh, this morning Dan for calling in and just uh lending your side of uh, the story to that one Natalie Real, not real. If you were going to get bombed today in uh, Reading, I mean, like I lived in a, a country here. We were bombing each other for the best part of 25 years. When the bomb goes off, it doesn't really matter if it's a nuclear bomb or not. It's an explosive and it's going to either rip your limbs off or it's going to kill you one way or the other. A bomb is a bomb is a bomb.
3: But yeah, I mean, i it's not my um, expertise or subject, uh, science in general, uh, to, to be honest. I mean, I'm a, I am watched a documentary and, and other shows like about Chernobyl. Um, I know there are lots of conspiracy theories about them. But to be honest, I'm a bit the same like with, with Flat Earth. I mean, I try not to worry too much about what I can't control. Whether the Earth is flat or not, whether there are nuclear weapons or not, the thing is they're not gonna they're not gonna let a nuclear weapon go because once one goes, then another goes, and the whole world destructs. And even the biggest sociopath doesn't really want to kill themselves because they're, they're you know. They want that much ego and power and control over people. So you know, I, I try. I try uh, to spend my time researching things and, and looking into things that that are actually gonna uh, could change positively for us um, and have an actual uh, difference on the world as we know it and uh, whether they exist or not. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm not the expert yeah. on
1: that one. And it seems to be a very, you know, people get so worked up about this. So I, I know the truth. You have to believe what I know. I, yeah. I've, I've watched the documentary on YouTube, so I know the truth. Listen, you think you know the truth. We think we know the truth. Everyone thinks they know the truth. But the bottom line is, you know. Stuff that you've believed in in the past could turn out to be an absolute sham and stuff that you've yeah. written off as a load of nonsense in the past could turn out to be uh, the absolute truth. And, you know, there's a, this has really set the, the chat off here this morning about nuclear bombs and mushroom clouds and this, that and the other people making points in support of it and points against it. What difference does it make, guys? What difference does it make if they're real or they're not? How is that affecting your life today? How is it affecting your life today? How is it affecting your finances today? How is it affecting your mental health today? It doesn't matter a jot. So what I'm trying to say is whether they're real or whether they're not, Governments have been killing people. Look at that Henry Kissinger list that I read out at the start, the amount of countries that he invaded, the hundreds of thousands and millions of people that were killed because of Henry Kissinger. No nuclear weapons were used there, just guns, knives, bombs, bullets, machetes, and all other sorts of things. We need to think about how we can prevent violence, not whether or not nuclear bombs are real or not. And it's not really worth getting yourself tied into a knot and your knickers in a twist over because it doesn't make a damn bit of difference, does it? Yep.
3: Yep. And then that's and that's basically what I try to do. I try to focus um, on my life, the things that I can control. Um, and if you consume yourself too much, I mean, even with the corruption in the world and the things that you can't control, you drive yourself crazy. It's a form of self-torture. Uh, so, you know, yeah, you can only go down the rabbit hole so far before you destroy yourself, I would say, mm-hmm. rather than the yeah. nuclear weapon.
1: And no one's ever came out of a rabbit hole with a rabbit. That's my uh, mantra here. You know, the only thing you get when you get down a rabbit hole is you get claustrophobic, you're in the dark, uh, you get misled a lot. You say, oh, I went down another rabbit hole when I was looking for the rabbit. But no one ever comes out with a rabbit now. Like, you notice that? They're down the hole. Well, it's, lot, not never actually come out. it's not possible. It's not possible, you know. And that's, it's not that's
3: possible because that's the idea. That's, that's the idea that so much false information is deliberately put out there too. You know, they don't mind if you're scared of a virus and wearing a mask or they don't care if you're scared of a dystopian future, ultimately they want you scared. They want right. you, 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 and you know, um, yeah, and, yeah it's, and, 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 yeah, divided. So I'm right, you know, I'm
1: right, I'm right, I'm right. No, you're wrong. I'm right. Yeah. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. They want me, tribalism. I'm-
3: They they want tribalism and a polarization of views, a segregation in society. um, And, uh, you know, that's what you have to be careful going down the rabbit hole. I mean, yes, we want the truth. You know, we want freedom of speech. We want to be able to have educated, healthy debates on these matters. But we have to be careful that we don't add to the problem and what they're trying to do as well, uh, which is have us all arguing and divided and
1: not seeing the real corrupt government. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. Listen, it's perfectly okay, people. To disagree with each other without actually yeah. falling out. So Natalie absolutely. and I can disagree over a subject. You know, we don't see the eye to eye, eye on absolutely everything. But if she yeah. has something that she has on her mind and I don't agree with her, what am I going to do? Throw my toys out of the pram? Have a hissy fit? Stop talking yeah. to her? Demand that she believes what I do? No, listen, we all that's what makes life beautiful. There's a little bit of variety, what everybody believes. And who can say that they know everything about everything? No. Listen. Keep your mind open. Uh, be 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 questioning of everything, and be prepared to change your stance if evidence is actually provided to the contrary. So, yeah, it's not worth falling out over people. Let's let's not get divided over uh, what I call secondary or tertiary issues, and let's keep the focus on what's important, which is ourselves, our families, our own mental health, and how we can collectively uh, stop the madness that's happening in the world at this time mm-hmm. a little bit of love and a little bit of peace being uh, promoted here on tnt this morning so on that beautiful beautiful moments brings a tear to my eye note uh we'll take a short news break and then we'll be straight back after that with plenty more stories to discuss here live on tnt radio
0: now i've
1: got, I've got good news and, and bad news tnt radio news matt boyland here with a look at your tnt headlines The temporary ceasefire in Gaza has come to an end, with Israel resuming its bombardment of the besieged territory on Friday morning. NATO has once again reaffirmed its support for Ukraine in its war with Russia,
3: the
4: US-led bloc now upgrading Ukraine's Soviet-era defence force to NATO standards. And Tucker Carlson has vowed to lead protests across America if former President Donald Trump is convicted ahead of next year's presidential elections.
1: The common housefly. Caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then,
0: dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Oh. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our
1: web. TNT Radio live. Okay, uh, nice to see the chat It's extremely buoyant this morning. And you know what? Uh, nice to see Jock back in there as well. He just left a message to say he's nice and toasty warm in the house today. A blanket of snow to look out through the window. Jock, believe it or not, I, I tell no lies. I was thinking about you last night. I think you said you were starting a new job this week. Uh, I believe it was this week anyway. You wouldn't be on so much and I hadn't seen you around for the last few days. So believe it or not, I did actually miss you on the live chat throughout the course of this week. So it's nice that you're in the house getting warmed up today. Day, a little blanket of snow outside and you're tucked up under your duvet or tucked up somewhere uh, listening to the one and only TNT Radio. So welcome back to Chuck. Uh, a lot of heads in the chat this morning. Nook is in there, Nigel's in there, River's in there, Skippy's in there, Mogden's in there, Jamie's in there, Resbeck's in there. Oh, lots of people in there this morning. So welcome to one and all. And yes, all of your opinions are valid. All of your opinions matter. Whether you disagree with us or not, The platforms there, folks, uh, for you guys to use and use it, you are doing and doing very well. Natalie, uh, let's move on to some uh, news stories this morning. We've highlighted quite a lot to talk about. Uh, I'll punt it over to you for uh, the kickoff. Where do you want to start?
3: Oh, let's start on something a bit uh, not, not not so uh, de- uh, uh, depressing. Uh, a 70 year old woman gives birth in uh, Uganda uh, uh, and has made uh, history. Uh, the oldest woman. <laughs> I some of this article, that's why I said it's Friday. I've got to bring it up. Let's have a laugh. It says, the mother suffered some complications and difficulties during her pregnancy, including the father of her children leaving her. I shouldn't be laughing, but it's this quote. But men don't like to hear that you're going to have more than one child. Even when I was admitted, my man never showed up. Uh, Poor Sarah. Well, maybe when you're 70 years old, maybe maybe the, the bloke didn't agree with you getting IVF. But it does say it is believed that the IVF clinic in Guntar City had paid for the procedures because it wanted to be known and have that historic achievement. So I brought this uh, b- uh story up not just to laugh, but there's a moral and ethical debate here to be had. You know, it's about playing God and it's about science. You know, sh- is it right, really? for us to be, uh, you know, giving people who are 70 years old the chance to become mums. Is that in the child's best interest? How many more years has that parent got with that child? Uh, I know there's obviously my body, more ch- my choice, but where do you draw the line uh, on this one? Do we think we should be uh, letting 70-year-old women who have gone through the menopause and their, <laughs> and their partner not showing up <laughs> I can't you know, what, what
1: about what it. about the old fella the 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 father was it was it was it a toy boy maybe was some <laughs> young know. guy in his twenties and he was like hang on granny's just had another baby here and I'm, I she's <laughs> gonna die anytime. and I'm gonna be left with the babies you know maybe or maybe he's an old fella and the thought of you know running around looking after kids and changing nappies at his age didn't appeal to him very much but check this out it's actually the second delivery she's had in the last three years uh, she gave birth to a little girl called Sarah back in. 2020. Wow. So when she was 67, she had a kid, and now uh she's still at it, uh <laughs> seven years of age, and she's propped up. There's a picture of her here, propped up in the hospital bed with a big smile on her face. She's looking pretty damn strong for a 70-year-old woman, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, the question is: should she be allowed to have those kids? And listen, uh, we know uh people like Rod Stewart, for example. I think he's still fathering children, and he's you know, he must be pushing up into his 70s now, and all these old. Aging rock stars, <clears throat> excuse me, but generally speaking, they've got they're doing it naturally, maybe, yes. or they're paying for fertility treatment. Uh, should someone of 70 years of age be allowed? I mean, I can't think that there's too many of them, Natalie. I can't think no. of any 70 year old women that I know of that are like, Oh, I'm feeling really broody. I would love, a, <laughs> love another <laughs> baby right now. I can't think there's too many of them. So, yes, I agree with everything you said. Is it should we be spending money on this? I said, yes, for this reason and this reason only. In Northern Ireland, I don't think there's going to be any takers. In Uganda, out of 40 million people, one old woman wanted them. So let let the old dear have what she wants. If it puts a smile on her face, I can't see there being too many grannies and pensioners lining up at the fertility clinics going, you know what, it's available on the NHS, let's have a kid. And you'd see granda sitting there with his pipe and slippers going, I'm too old for this business this morning. <laughs> so uh, let them have their kids, but I don't think they'll be too many. On the
3: that oh, that's why i brought this story off i can't stop laughing this morning i'm only 41 and i tell you you know no one could pay me i don't want another no. baby i've no. had my two and i love them to death but no. you you could pay me a million pound i think and i wouldn't want to have another baby put my body through that and the responsibility so no i can't see many other 70 year olds doing it so yeah whilst it might not be ethically you know great for the child because that 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 parent could technically not be there for that much longer. At least we haven't got many people lining up. No. Uh seventy no. year olds lining up wanting to you see them uh, as give well. A-
1: instead of, you know, pushing a pram down the street, they'll be pushing the Zimmer <laughs> frame down the street with a little basket on the front with these little twins! Twins! Yeah, it's twins. twins. twins at the front. Two little babies in the Zimmer frame, you know? <laughs> so, uh yeah, maybe that could be a market in that. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, you could import uh, adapted Zimmer frames for uh, octogenarians that want to have kids. Here's an interesting one. Uh, I know we have some elderly folk, and I say that with all due respect in our live chat at the minute. Does this make any of you guys feel broody? Does it make you want to expand uh, yeah. the family out listening to this, or is the thought of it alone enough to send? Share- sent shivers up and down your spine. So yes, uh, that's in Uganda too, which is very interesting, uh, very unusual as well. The average life expectancy in Uganda as well is only about 46 years of age. So the fact that she's even lived to 70 alone uh, suggests to me that she's been well looked after uh, probably has a few quid, Natalie, because you don't see many uh, elderly in uh, West Africa or East Africa. Uh, That's a fact. Now, let's move on. Uh, Here's a crazy story here. And I mean, I had to double check this one when I saw it. uh, There's a chap following on in Ireland from last Thursday, the stabbing, the stabbings, multiple stabbings that happened there last Thursday. And by the way, there is a lot of shenanigans happening around that uh there's no real updates being provided on the people that were stabbed uh gripped media who's an extremely reliable source of information in ireland they took a lot of uh, cues from a uh, inside source within the irish police force they didn't name the attacker but apparently uh, they've been way led on that and they've had to retract the story trying to damage their credibility and they said it can only be because we were lied to by our source or something is being covered up so there's a whole lot going on around this but now uh, a councillor uh, has came out, a Fianna Fáil councillor has came out uh, from Limerick, and I quote, concerning the people that rioted in Dublin last Thursday after the stabbing, not even an animal does these kind of things. It is very shameful. They should get public punishment. I would like to see them shot in the head or bring the public in and beat them until they die. And that comes from the Irishman, Azad uh, the Fianna Fáil councillor uh, based in Limerick. He's actually said that. And the response from his party, we need to have a chat with this man. Can you imagine, that? if that was an Irish politician and as an actual Irish politician who said that he advocated for riders to be shot in the head or publicly beaten to death? Would that man not face uh, hate speech, uh, imprisonment, and possible jail time rather than a little talking to by his party?
3: But this is why, you know, one rule for thee and, and another for them, you know, it, it, it's it's ridiculous because somebody can say that, uh, you know, a biological uh, woman is a woman and a trans woman isn't, and that's called hate speech. This actual counsellor, yeah, actual po- politician is calling for people to be shot in the head in public and calling for violence, actually calling for hate, and they've... Just giving him a slap on the wrist, and apparently all he's done, it says he's withdrew his comments, and we're happy he withdrew the comments. But we will be having talking to him. Now that's hate speech. Uh, at oh. the end of the day, he actually called for violence. Um, oh. You know, and and what's wrong for me, as we pointed out about these stabbings, what they managed to do, and 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 you know. Uh, You know, people call psyop. You know, this was a real event, but they do exploit real events. So they want there to be chaos. They want there to be civil unrest. They want there to be violent protests. If they get all of those things, uh, then they they can push their police powers and their protest bill even more. So that's what they're focusing on. They want to focus on the rioters. They don't want to focus on the stabbings. They don't want to focus on the fact that there's been so much illegal immigration that they can't control it. They want to focus on apparently it's all the awful Irish people that are. That have uh, come out in in their droves and they're violent and they're awful and this person wants them shot in the head. Uh, what about uh, the actual incident? Let, let's actually report on the poor child that was stabbed. You know, like people want to know what's happened to her, but they don't want they, they don't want to talk about that, Rick.
1: And, of course, uh, let's not let Helen McIntyre get off the hook either. Yeah. Uh, she was pulled up yesterday on some uh, comments that she made. And Bernamette, she's the Justice Minister for Ireland. She responds to thugs and scumbags criticism, referring to Irish people as thugs and scum. Yes who were ratting last week, and listen, let me make it very, very clear, we don't advocate violence here. If people broke the law, they should be arrested, they should be tried for it. But for an Irish, so-called Irish woman, to come out and advocate that Irish people that took to the streets in frustration and distress were scum, and thugs. And then for this other guy to turn around and say they should be shot in the head or they should be publicly beaten to death. I am uh, in complete disbelief. Uh, I, well, Or then again, maybe I'm not. Uh, Helen McEntee is no friend of the Irish. That much is for sure. It's hard to believe she actually said that. And of course, she hasn't condemned the stabber. Uh, she hasn't well she said that it's a terrible thing but she's refusing this hateful rhetoric to refer to the people that were protesting as a result of their her policies rather than the people committing the crimes. And this
3: yeah and this is this is how they gaslight like, the nation and i think mm-hmm. uh it's really important to point out the last couple of sentences in this article yesterday it says the garda commissioner announced a range of measures to improve impl- policing after last week's dublin riots under the plan all Garda will now carry pepper spray, and members of the public order unit will carry tasers. So this is already started. That that that's going very quietly. Uh, you know uh, these new police powers. That's why uh, they're reporting on all the riots because that is the idea. They are solely trying to take the freedoms away from us, and they're doing that by blaming uh, civil unrest, which they are promoting themselves. They are they are creating the division. They are pro- you know they're all of the articles in the mainstream media at the moment are provocative. They want people out there uh, rioting on the streets so that they can carry on uh, giving the police more powers and us less freedoms.
1: Yeah, and it's also worth noting, uh, by the way, listen, given the cops pepper spray and tasers or giving them body cameras, excuse me, is not going to prevent any rats It's not going to prevent any nope. mass disturbances. It's just not. It will simply allow them to spray some people with a chemical substance, zap a few people with a few thousand volts of electricity. It's not going to prevent anything. And it's the same with the so-called hate speech laws. You can bring in any law you want to restrict people's right to say what they want to say, but it's not going to stop them taking to the streets or rising up violently if that's what they have in their mind to do. So restricting what they can say online is going to have absolutely zero impact on that whatsoever so but it's going to control the truth getting out there which is ultimately what they want to do this has got nothing to do natalie with public order it's got nothing to do mm. with protecting people it's about curbing people's right to tell the truth because mm. when other people hear it and they get outraged then they'll join in uh the the uprising if an uprising actually comes about
3: and of course, leaving people in a perpetual sense of fear. They, they they want people to be scared and to be staying in their homes. If they keep reporting these riots, there'll be a lot of people that are scared and not wanting to leave their home, Rick. It all goes back to that same, you know, what we were talking about right at the uh, start of the show. You know, stay scared, stay at home. Uh, you know, the world is too scary and too violent for you.
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh, and by the way, live chat is going bonsai this morning, which is great. Uh, thank you very much to all the comments. I can't get through to them all. Just want to want to pick up on uh, uh, Riz back says I don't appreciate you cutting off the Aussie caller. Listen, we d- didn't cut him off. When when people phone in, just to give you an idea of the way that it works here, when people give phone in with a call, we try and get people to make a point. We talk a little bit about the point, but we have so much we ha- we have to cover here, especially coming up the breaks. Uh, we can't have a caller on for ten, you know. 15, 15 minutes, get on, make your point, have a bit of a chat and then move on. That's the way we operate here. So nobody was actually cut off. And Dan, if you're listening, uh, we didn't cut you off. And if you feel like you want to, you can call back anytime. If you have other points you want to raise, same with all of you out there. So just understand that we're on the time scales here because it's live radio as well. We'll have breaks to take, news to take, and so on and so forth. So we're trying to keep it snappy. Snappy, 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 and fast-paced as well. We're not being rude to anybody. Uh, That's just the way we work for everybody. So that's just to uh, keep you guys in the picture in that one too. Got to take another break. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm cutting myself off now because we have to take another break. And we will be back in two minutes with more news here on the one and only TNT Radio.
0: With his expert analysis and opinion,
1: this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea.
0: While the fiery images of mostly peaceful protests coming out of central Dublin over the weekend were disturbing, and although no one condones arson, property damage, and violence against police, it was good to see the Irish finally get their Irish up and direct their ire where it properly belongs, against their own government, which has been selling out the Irish people for decades now. What triggered the upheaval? The stabbing of a young woman and two little children, including a five-year-old girl who is still in hospital with life-threatening injuries by a Muslim maniac who was, you guessed it, known to police. The guard had disarmed the man just last month after finding him with an illegal knife. They knew he was a problem and they did nothing to stop these attacks. Ireland is actively promoting its own destruction. It is committing suicide in exactly the same way the United Kingdom committed social suicide. The number one name for new boys in Galway last year? Muhammad, for the first time ever. Ireland needs to get a hold of the fact that the enemy is within the gates and their own government are the ones that have opened the doors. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. People might tell you that Lyme doesn't kill people, but we are losing people. People disappear from their lives.
4: One of the scariest things that I had to deal with was uh, memory loss. Not just like, I don't remember what I did last week, but like, I forgot all the words to my own songs. I remember going to my primary care physician and he was like, you are 100% healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. And my response was, that's impossible. I'm dying.
2: I wasn't working. So I had all of these hospital bills. And we had to move out of our home and move into my parents' basement.
1: I just wish I could have truly been present in those big moments, you know, when she took her first steps or, you know, her first day of preschool. Lima's such a thief, and it goes undetected because no one is looking for it. For more information and prevention tips, go to projectlime.org. The choice
0: is between normal, Natalie Cheel, or crazy. Rick Munn on today's News Talk Radio
1: TNT. Oh yeah, there's a lot of choice when it comes to crazy here on TNT Radio. It's not just Rick Munn. And my old chum, our old sparring partner, Dee, Dee Denslow, has sent me a little message on my phone here this morning and he tells me that nuclear bombs are in fact real. So even Dee, Dee is holed up in his flat in Plymouth listening into the show here this morning. He's terrified in a way because he knows that if uh, Britain gets nuked, that Plymouth is one of the first places they will drop the nuke on or the firebomb on or the firecracker on depending on what position that you actually take on it yourself. But anyway, even Didi's Dee been uh, sucked into this maelstrom of debate this morning on nuclear weapons. Morning, with Gemma Cooper, well, We've got Gemma Cooper to blame for this. She was the one that brought yeah. this up this morning. And then she, she goes off and then leaves us to deal with the fallout. Boom, boom, <laughs> get it? Ah, ah. But anyway... <laughs> So anyway, uh let's get back onto the news here, Natalie. Uh I'm having a blast this morning. Yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> Can't, stop <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop the jokes coming this morning. Uh but uh, they're terrible. But you know what? We make apologies. <laughs> it's for Friday.
2: Uh, we need to laugh. Friday.
1: We have to laugh a little bit. Uh Okay, let's go. In fact, I'm going to have to throw it back over here. I can't concentrate right now. My head's all over the place. What are we going to talk about next?
3: Right, yeah, we might as well go for another funny article because this is... The world is crazy. It's getting ridiculous. We've got a an independent senator um, in Ireland, right? As has as he's had to actually insist that the appointment of the next head of the Irish intelligence service must be an Irish national, uh, because there was a a job that came up earlier in the year, a deputy Garda commissioner and uh not one single irishman actually applied for it it had to then go out to it said china russia uh people from the uk police service uh had to apply for it so uh yeah they're saying that they he's uh, been called racist by the way uh, he's had several people say, uh, "You know, it's it, you should let anybody uh, come and take this job." And he's this is his quote: "For God's sake, I ask the government senators to talk to their parties. One cannot have a foreign national heading up an Irish intelligence service. Would the British take a Frenchman to head up the MI5? Would the Americans take an Englishman to head up the CIA?" Uh, but, but basically, yeah. The Irishmen—they don't even want to do it. They don't want anything to do with uh, taking those jobs. So it's—it's. I say a funny story, but it is still serious. This is real, but this is the crazy world we live in In uh, Isn't it? Uh,
1: And we did bring this up. Uh, There was uh, rumblings going on that warnings have been given again to this disaster called Helen McEntee. And I am absolutely in disbelief, Natalie, of all the incompetent politicians and leaders that I have seen in the course of the time that we've been doing this show all over the world, How McEntee has managed to hang on to her job is absolutely beyond me with the levels of violence that are happening in Ireland, the ratting that's going on, the stabbings that's going on, the open borders that's going on, how she still retains her position. A so-called justice minister is a is is a miracle quite frankly and of course she's being defended by our leader uh, he wants her to stay in power uh, the old leo Varadkar, who's an also another walking disaster but yes this guy here has said listen we need to get an irish man in to do the job here rather than a foreign national and he did warn or warnings have been put out that unless something happens within the irish police force most of the senior leadership chief superintendents and above uh up to con- chief constable or whatever their top top dog position is will probably leave within the next two years they're having a terrible recruitment crisis at the minute no one wants to be a cop in ireland and here we have uh the head of irish intelligence they can't even get an irishman to apply for the job let alone successfully get the job it's a sad state of affairs in ireland and that's a pretty damning statement to be made here by this uh independent irish senator
3: yeah uh it is and and it, it, as he rightly points out um you know, if we were talking back in the days, you know, um, I used to watch uh, the like, 24 and stuff like that. You know, if we're talking spying, right – be quite good for somebody from another country to come in to head the intelligence services take every single bit of irish intelligence and then go back to their own homeland and give all that information i mean the man makes a fair point to be fair doesn't he racist he does. or sensible uh but um i just wanted to go to this um article as well um because uh i, I thought this was important and uh not a lot of people know about this um inactive google accounts are going to be deleted from friday uh, it doesn't sound like a big thing but um i i read previously this is the same that's happening with other social media accounts so twitter uh, uh, facebook and things like this and the sad thing about that is if an account hasn't been active and some people say yeah so what but some people are like for me you know i've got my best friend her account well that's going to remain inactive forever but they'll end up deleting deleting people who have died because they can't have access to accounts all those photos all the all the times you can go and look at those People who uh, uh, use Google Storage uh, for the photos may not even realize. So basically, they're getting rid of any account. If you haven't used it for two years, particularly if I, I use Google uh, Storage for the f- for my photos, because you can't, I mean, of all the iPhones that I've had, sadly, I've been an iPhone user. I regret that decision uh, immensely. But they're all in there. So I don't, they're, they're just kept in one place. So if I hadn't have actually logged on to that account, uh, for two years, it's going to be gone. And I think the scary thing about this is, you know, I mean, for most people, they probably have logged in. It will be fine. But it's it's the it's the scariness of a click of a button by somebody else, Rick, a decision, you know, memories, you know, things forgotten forever. Uh, and maybe this is just the start of it because, of course, if you don't comply, they can do that as well, can't they? If Google can suddenly switch off all these accounts that haven't been used for two years, where do they draw the line? Will yeah. it soon be? Well, we'll switch you off if you don't pay enough money. We'll switch you off if you don't behave well enough. Uh, you know, I just wanted to point the article out, especially if there's anyone out there. So if you if you need to log on, basically, all you've got to do is log on and your account will continue um, and yeah. you will keep all that information.
1: Good, good advice because sometimes you can have like secondary accounts that you maybe yes. you've forgotten the password for that you don't bother checking in on it very often. So it is worth uh, even periodically, you know, simply get a uh, notebook, write down what your accounts are and just, uh, you know, at least every six months or a year, just log in, log straight back out again to show that you're active on this uh deleting at the touch of a button yeah they do have that power think about even yourself over the last few years with uh, your twitter your twitter accounts that you were very active on you know they just pushed the button and all of a sudden you couldn't get on there anymore you were locked out of there for the best part of a year you think about people's paypal accounts push a button your account is no longer active you can't get access to your funds you can't uh, do your business there think about people's youtube accounts uh, some people spent years and years and years building up huge libraries of videos that they labored very long and like very hard on building up communities on there yes. and all of a sudden they were deemed to violate the terms and conditions so bang no warning just gone uh sometimes you get community strikes other times you just say no you violated the terms and conditions so we're just going to delete you completely so very good advice there natalie uh, in terms of uh keeping uh, all your memories if you do keep them all in one place like these google cloud storage things or whatever they are make sure sure you log into them frequently otherwise uh, you could lose a lot that would be an absolute tragedy wouldn't it if you if you genuinely lost all the stuff that was valuable to you just because you hadn't logged into it for a while
3: yeah absolutely and i also worth pointing out in the online chat people have said there are other um uh one places you can use rather than Mm. google open or source alternatives so yeah absolutely but I think what I'm saying is for some people you know they've got like uh, uh, an account they haven't used for a while because they were just storing photos there and they thought they'd be there forever they didn't realize that they had to log in the one that upsets me more is the social media accounts that are going to be taken away and uh, for a lot of people um, you know it gives them a sense of comfort sometimes to log on to somebody who's died and just go through their old Uh, uh, messages and tweets they are going to be gone soon they've all said if a social media account hasn't been I remember Elon Musk saying it uh, so this will just be the start and it's just that idea that someone can be that someone's memories can be removed by someone else at the click of a button It, it doesn't sit comfortably with me anyway.
1: And print your photographs too. By the way, a lot of people store up, you know, hundreds and thousands of photographs that are that are important to them, but never get around to actually getting them printed out. It's good to have printed copies of your photographs there as well, just in case the digital thing goes down and you've never any access to them again. I just want to pick up on a comment, really cool comment actually from Jack Guzler, Cliffy. He said when he worked on the recycling boxes, many times people had thrown photographs out, usually black and white photographs. I always thought it was sad, someone's history thrown away couldn't agree with you more and I absolutely love looking at old black and white photographs of people it doesn't matter who they are it doesn't matter what the circumstances are it fascinates me to think who is this person what were they doing what were they thinking at the time and the the the, the quality that you get the green and the blurring sometimes I love old black and white photography so yeah Jack Guzzler uh, you were a lucky man actually to be able to well you probably didn't take them for yourself that would have been a bit weird but uh, i certainly would have uh, pocketed some of those photographs yeah. just simply to keep and just look at them you know n- nothing creepy about that i'm just fascinated by old yeah. black and white photography and the mystery behind who these people are and what their histories are so yeah i think that's the point he was trying to make
3: just wanted to uh, answer a question in the online chat from later as well is do you- Google Gmail login the same as the photos I believe it is so uh you know that Google uh, login covers everything Uh, so uh, yeah that's all you have to do if you've got an account you haven't been using for a while just go just. Just go in if you don't want. It's more the photos, I think, for other people that they've got stored. You know, if that that's the one. As we've just said, as we've just said, you know, once they're gone, uh, once whether they're black and white photos that have been put and thrown away or or burn, or whether they're or whether they've suddenly gone from uh, uh, your computer forever you're not going to get them back so uh their memories aren't they
1: jethro makes a good point as well he says if you haven't looked at it for two years then how much are you going to miss it that's a good point but it's usually when you lose something then you realize how important that it actually was and then you're filled with regret so it's a Bit of yeah. hindsight there is involved as well but yeah. listen uh, the music is playing in the background uh we're coming up to the end of the show here today it's been an action-packed week uh, massive thanks to natalie and of course Gemma for all the input this week uh, i will be back after this news with uh, Gemma again and also with johnny weissman will be joining me here uh, over in northern ireland so please stay tuned for locked and loaded on the one and only tnt radio